Welcome to Criminals Who Care, a true crime podcast. We have changed names, dates, and locations to protect the identity of the victims and their families. All stories are true and all deserve to be told. This is Jen. And this is Sarah. And this is One Messed Up Crime. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Jen. Hello, listeners. I hope everyone's having a great Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's definitely Wednesday. But I was just going to go along with it because you didn't have to tell the listeners that we're not recording on a Tuesday. Yeah, it could be, you know, any day. You're just really honest. I'm just really tired, guys. I'm going to tell the story today of Sam. Okay. And Jen, you haven't read this one yet, so I'm really excited that I get to surprise you. Yes, I can't wait to hear. So this this podcast, or this story I'm going to be telling right now, it is so messed up. I mean, I my skin crawled when I was getting this report. Basically, we do book reports on these crimes. And my skin was crawling, and I had nightmares. And I think this is like the third time that I have done a book report for a podcast that I've had nightmares. <laughs> So I'm thinking about outsourcing it and maybe getting someone else to do it. Then maybe they can also tell the stories. Yeah, we listened to one by, what was the podcast? Sword and... Sword and Scale. If you guys like true crime, you guys will really like that podcast. But oh, let me yeah. tell you, it's very graphic. It's not PG-13. No. Um, but if you're into true crime like we are, um, and you like kind of gory, I guess, creepy stuff, then check them out yeah free plug yeah and you know the good thing about sword and scale too is that they actually use like 911 tapes and they use the interviews with the criminals typically it's a murder and i find that so chilling to actually hear their voice talk about it yeah but anyways we digress let us talk today about sam sam is a male and he is 78 years old and he lives in boston massachusetts This story was also, um, I think that this happened last year, so it's very recent. Okay. So Sam, he has no children, but he had a lot of friends, um, you know, from the the community. He was a, he's a veteran, um, and he was in the Army in World War II. From that, he started having some falls, he had some arthritis, he had back pain, and he also had a really bad knee injury, um, and so he had just had surgery on it. Okay. He was on pain medications for the surgery, and he also had really bad back issues due to the military, and that was uh, something I just left out there. He refused to leave his home that he had lived in in 27 years, so he did not want to move into an assisted living or a nursing home that he could get VA assistance with. He had a dog. He was a widower. He missed his wife. He just wanted to be in his home, and I completely understand that. So Sam had this friend named Harry. Harry was one of his neighbors. Harry had a wife. Um, She also had some pretty serious knee issues and she was kind of sick. So Harry would, you know, help her out. He was trying to help Sam out as much as he could, but it was just becoming too much to handle. Yeah. So Harry says, okay, Sam, can we please just get you some help? Please get you a caregiver. This is gonna be great for all of us. Right. So Sam agreed to let the caregiver come in his house just a few times a week. He's like, I'm not gonna have someone living with me. I don't want them up in my business, but they can come, they can help me with my laundry, they can help me with meals, and they can help me get around. 
but he wouldn't let them help him with the shower because he was very modest. Very private. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'd have such a hard time um, having someone bathe me. So I definitely agree with him. It can be hard. It it, it is very hard. Uh, It's a lot of times it's very necessary. Yeah. And the the caregivers are always, you know, very trained on how to do that and and make people feel like they still have as much dignity. Exactly. So he hired a caregiver by the name of Jules. Jules would come by Sam's house every day. She'd manage the household, cook for him, like I said, make sure he wasn't missing any of his medications. And sometimes, you know, he's like, I just forgot this morning. I'll take it to later tonight. So she's like, no, you've got to take your medications. (laughs) Exactly. Sam ended up growing very, very fond of Jules. And, okay, they talked about how they would have probably dated if they were closer in age. Jules was 29, and Sam is 78. Yeah. And I'm just going (laughs) to say right now, love is love. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't want age to be a barrier. However, I will say that this might be a red flag. Just a small one. Something to keep an eye out for. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Jules started spending more and more time with Sam. And she started to, quote, fall asleep on the couch. A few months uh, went by and Sam and Jules grew closer and closer. So I'm assuming at this point they were, she was not sleeping on the couch. So Sam's neighbor, Harry, he would come over to visit, and he found it so disturbing the way that Jules and Sam acted together. This way, he, he, he really didn't like the age difference, and he thought that something was really weird going on here. Yeah. Harry mentioned it to Sam. He's like, this is so odd, Sam. And Sam brushed him off, said, mind your own business. I'm happy. Just leave it at that. Harry's like, all right, you know, I, I said something. Just just remember, I said something. Right. <laughs> Sam and Jules, they would go out in public and do things together at this point, And they would hold hands and have been seen whispering into each other's ears. So at this point, their relationship has, has turned to a romantic relationship. That's too much. This yeah. is too much. And this is after, what, like a few months? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It just, something definitely seems odd here like red flag Jules told Sam after a few months she was in love with him and that their age difference of 50-ish years was just a number you just it just gives me the heebie-jeebies because this person has been alone most likely are they're lonely they don't they're really isolated right we'll we'll be getting to that part yeah and then she just comes swooping in. Exactly. <laughs> the The main thing here that I am finding very unethical is the fact that she is hired by Sam to do him a service. Yes. And typically, well, actually not typically, this is, this is how it should go, is if you hire a caregiver to come into your home or, you know, anyone at assisted living or anyone who's caring for a senior adult, you should never accept any cash from them, no, quote, bonuses. Uh, I think the only thing that I would really feel comfortable with was maybe a meaningful gift, like a picture or a card. But you should never, ever accept anything of monetary value. Right. Um, because it's yeah, just like very Yeah, like a unethical. thank you card for, 
your care, I mean, that's pretty normal. Well, I'll say this. So I had a client, and she knows that I love bunny rabbits. So she had this little tiny, I guess a ceramic bunny. And I mean, it was the size of your hand. It wasn't worth anything. And she said that she really wanted me to have it to remember her by. Yeah. And I thought that was the sweetest thing, and I did accept that. Yeah. But if she were to try to give me $100, that's the point where you say, you know what, I'm going to let you keep that. No, thank you. And you graciously turn it down. Yes, I totally agree. So we're saying here that they're they're lovers now, straight up lovers. But Sam, um, and also Sam didn't want to hide that they were in a romantic relationship. So Sam was still paying Jules and started giving her cash bonuses. Like, we don't really know how much that was, but if they were in a romantic relationship and he's still paying her to be there, it's a little weird there. And oh, he bought, he bought her a car too. I don't think it was that expensive, but she was having some car trouble, so he bought her a car. All these caregivers, they're always having troubles when they commit they commit these crimes. Oh, yeah. That's like how they, that's like the gateway of how they start getting um, their victims to pay for things. They're like, exactly. my car's broken, and then you get a car from them. And, and let's just, you know, let's say this here for a fact that we're not talking about caregivers. We're talking about criminals who pretend to be caregivers yes, to scam people. as caregivers. Exactly. When Harry would come over to visit, Jules would start making Harry, like, go in the bedroom. And, you know, Harry would be like, can I see him? And she's like, no, he's sleeping. A couple times he would come over. Sam was sitting in the living room. And she'd say, you know what, Harry? I really don't want you to be here right now. You're going to have to come back later. So she started isolating Sam, which is, is a huge sign of elder abuse. At this point, Sam told Jules he wanted to leave her with his property, money, and his bank account, and all the other assets that he had. They did the paperwork, and he originally had gifted all of his items to a long his longtime friend, Harry, mm-hmm. and part of it to the Wounded Warrior Project, which is a wonderful organization that helps veterans. Right. So Sam was still in relatively good health at this point. I mean, he was, you know, 78. He was having, you know, some physical issues with his knee and back. But in, in general, he was he was still very he was still very, you know, healthy. So about six months later, Sam started to feel really sick. He started experiencing nausea, diarrhea, vomiting. Oh no. Um, he was really lethargic. He was having cold sweats. So Jules was like, you know what, Sam, I am just going to take care of you. So she would make him these smoothies that she called a super foo-food smoothie to help him get better naturally. Super foo-foo? Oh, <laughs> super food. Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it had, had what? Like maybe like kale and spinach and like... All those things that are healthy but yeah, vile tasting. <laughs> exactly. Like it looks like a, like a can of like green grass yeah. or something. I don't know. So the symptoms kept going on for five weeks, and they just kept progressively getting worse and worse. Five weeks? Yeah, five weeks. So Jules kept telling Sam, you know what, you just had the flu. Uh, you know, I'm going to nurse you back to health. She would give him his medication his doctor called in to help him get well. Only problem, she never called his doctor. What? Yeah. I'm, and I couldn't find this part about the story, but I think, I'm assuming it would be like, what, like a vitamin 
something that looks like a medication. Yeah. So one t- one night, Sam says, Jules, I just need to go to the ER. I just can't take it anymore. I'm so sick. Jules said, no, Sam, you don't need to go to the ER. I'm still taking care of you. And he's like, look, I am going to the ER with or without you right now. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> so Jules finally agreed. She's like, okay, you know, Sam, I'll take you. But if I can take you first thing in the morning, because it's so late right now, and, you know, I just don't want to be in there all night. He reluctantly agreed and went to bed, still feeling sick. And he's like, fine, just tomorrow morning, whatever. An hour after Sam went to bed, Jules started pacing back and forth, and she's worried about what might happen if he goes to the hospital. Okay, so that that's a little bit of a red flag there. Right. <laughs> Jules went into Sam's room an hour after he'd gone to sleep, and she softly placed a pillow over Sam's face. Oh, my gosh. So psycho, right? Like, who actually bothers someone with a pillow? I thought that was only in the movies, but apparently it's a real thing. That's so sad. It is. And this is the worst part. Sam fought back. So did he die by getting suffocated? Okay, so he fought back. But he was so weak from the sickness that he ultimately lost the fight and died. Being smothered to death? Yes, by this woman who he thought loved him and wanted the best for him. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. What happened to her? Well, she went to bed. Next to him? I think she, I mean, I don't know. She said she went to bed. Maybe she was like sleeping in the living room or something at this point. I don't know. But literally, she's just like, smother, 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 Uh kill you. (sighs) Been a long day. Going to bed now. So around 7 a.m. in the morning, Jules called 911. And the operator, 911 operator, said she sounded very matter-of-fact. And then she would start crying. But it sounded kind of weird. Like, she wasn't really upset. Yeah. Police got there and she started talking very matter-of-fact about what happened. And she was telling them lots of details, which, first of all, if you're telling a lie and you start getting all these details, usually that means you're lying. Or if you say something that has a lot of details, it usually means you're lying. Where if you're not, usually you can just say things, but you're not worried about getting caught, so you don't give as many details. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So she said, I came home late last night and didn't check on him. I went about my my morning, and I thought it was weird that he hadn't gotten out of bed, so I checked on him. And then she said, we had plans to go to the movie today, and I already had purchased these tickets last night. So, you know, if I know something is wrong with him, why would I have purchased these movie tickets? Okay, so, yeah, an alibi is going to be, what, $7.50 movie tickets? That's but so you weird. You could have done that after you already killed him. So. Right. It was <laughs> It was very weird. So, the autopsy <laughs> autopsy revealed Sam had been ingesting, you want to guess, rat poison. What? He had been ingesting rat poison, a very large amount of it, and it had been in his system for a long time. Oh my gosh, this is like bringing back deja vu. So, I used to work at a salon in Seattle. <gasps> I remember the story! And... This um, couple um, 
he was a hairstylist, and his husband was poisoning him with rat poisoning because he had just got, um, they had just signed up for their, like... Life insurance? Yeah, life insurance. I don't remember the, all the details, but, like, he, he was poisoning him slowly, and it was, like, messing up his, like, his hands were going numb, and then I finally found out, like, after six months. And it was by, it was getting... His husband would give him his Slurpee every day. Like, he would bring him a Slurpee. Superfood. Oh, my God. Exactly. She was making, what, a superfood um, smoothie? Yeah, but he would bring him his favorite Slurpee. And I remember he was not performing well at work. And, like, he was having a lot of issues. That his is His husband so sad. was trying to kill him. He oh, didn't die, did he? No, no. Okay. Because they, they caught it in time. Good. That is crazy. Well, okay, so the autopsy revealed that he had been ingesting rat poison, but that wasn't the cause of death. The cause of death was suffocation. Yeah, Obviously. Okay, so Harry, the neighbor that, you know, Sam had originally left his will to and he was taking care of him, he went to the police and said, look, every time that I go over there, Jules was trying to keep me away from Sam and I know they had a romantic relationship, and they were 50 years apart. And Harry insisted that Jules was scamming him. And he's like, and Jules also was keeping me from Sam. Because, you know, she would say he was napping, or he didn't want to be there. Or he yeah, didn't want me to be there. She never let like that. him see him at all. Like, never Isolation. Never contact with him Right. So immediately Jules became a suspect. And when authorities searched Sam's house, they found peanut butter flavored rat poison hidden in her closet. What? Did you know that rat poison can be like peanut butter flavored? No, I mean I don't I'm not like a a specialist on killing rats, so I've never even <laughs> used rat poisoning and since I have a child, I'm terrified of having like any chemicals oh, yeah. around 100%. my mouth. So no, I've never used rat poisoning. Well, you know, I, I actually thought I didn't thought even know was... it could be flavored. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I didn't I didn't know that. So when I was kind of, like, getting the story together, I started Googling, like, how to kill someone with rat poison and different flavors of rat poison. And then I'm like, if someone looks at my search history, this is going to be a really, like, red flag. <laughs> I think you're trying to <laughs> off your husband or something. I know. So Jules was arrested, and she was denied bail. Thank God, because you yeah. never know where she would have run to. Her trial came three months later. She pleaded guilty and was found guilty on false imprisonment, murder in the first degree, and elder abuse. Good. And she is currently serving a life sentence with the possibility of parole in 25 years, which is so well, scary. I'm glad but, that she's in there right now. But here's my thing. How can you murder someone... And not be in jail for the rest of your life. Like, that does not make any sense to me. Yeah. Just the way it is. I mean, if it's, if it's an accident or I almost even... And not, not that this that I agree with this in any way. But when there's like a... When it's like the murder of like passion, you know, and it just kind of happened. But when it's premeditated like this, you're a psycho. And you need to be taken away from the general population because you are a threat to society. Right. And the fact that she would do this to a 78-year-old man who had some health problems yeah. and he was vulnerable. I feel these so kind of bad people, for his family. Well, he didn't really have a lot of family. Oh, that's yeah. right. But his friends, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, it's still, it's just disgusting. 
It's absolutely... And he's also a veteran. Yeah. Like, all he's done in his life is do good things. Yeah. Ugh. So that's that's the story of Sam, guys. And, you know, I, I hope that you don't have nightmares tonight like I do. And I was actually <laughs> eating a peanut butter sandwich a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought about this. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to eat peanut butter anymore. <laughs> so it might take a while. So, all right. So let, let's talk for a second here. All right. First of all, I think we're going to make a point here that we already made a couple weeks ago, which is if you're going to hire a caregiver, I always 100% recommend going through an agency. There will be, they will be held accountable. There will be other people potentially involved in your case. They'll know where they are at all times. If there's any kind of ethics violation that will definitely be brought up and most likely result in termination. And if not, again, do a background check. Because it didn't actually say if she if she had like had any elder abuse or she was on the elder abuse abuse registry or whatnot. But I would assume this is probably not the first time that she's done something like this. Maybe not murder, but at least like stolen from somebody. Yeah. Another thing too is if you if you're sick, go to the doctor. Don't don't sit around and drink superfood smoothies. And I don't want to say that those things are not good for you because they really are. But if you are having cold sweats and you're nauseous, you can't keep food down. A little bit of veggies and fruit is not going to fix your issue. Exactly. So. It sounds like something serious. He was having serious symptoms, and it wasn't just for a week. It was for five weeks. Yeah. It's a long time to go without care. Exactly. But, you know, he didn't have an advocate, and that's what you get when you go through a company you know. Yeah, or, or having a... source. Exactly. You have an advocate that's there for you that's actually going to take care of you. Yeah, or, I mean, you could even have even, like, an, a care manager who can help you, you know, be on top of those things. Yeah. And they would not let that happen. Another thing, too, is that a care manager, a family member, a friend, whatever, if you see a caregiver come into the home and they are gifted items that have, that have a value... I mean, even $5 value, unless it's a personal gift, you should always, you have to deny that because it's completely unethical. So if you ever see something like that happen to one of your loved ones. That is a red flag. Yes. It is is very bad. And so you should immediately report them, um, have someone from the state come in or, you know, do some research and see whatever you can have happen to them. Because that is bad. And get those people away from your loved ones as fast as possible. If you're an outsider, like you're a family member, but you're not in direct care with the person and you see it or you're a friend of the person, report it to the agency. Go to them. The agency. Or if they're a private caregiver, there's a lot of nonprofits that will help. And it just really depends on which community you're at. And if you actually have any questions about where to go in your exact area, you can always um, tweet or email us. And we can try to find that information out for you. Um, But just, you know, take care of yourself. Look for red flags. And, and, you know, stay safe, guys. Yep. Stay safe. Another thing. Please subscribe to us. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. So iTunes does not let our podcast show up until we have, I think, like 10 reviews. So So you you can can just leave us a review. Yeah, you can even say you don't like it. Like, yeah. tell us what we're doing wrong, what you wish we would do, or what topics you want us to cover. But leave us a review and um, subscribe to us. Oh, and one more thing, too, is that if you have any stories from your hometown, your personal experience, things that you know, 
let us know. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. Um, anything really can be great. Yeah, so... We don't really talk on the phone, though, so probably just, like, text yeah, us. Yeah, don't, don't call us, please. Or text us, actually. <laughs> just kidding. Just, you, can, you can call. You can no, call. No, 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 no. You, you can message us on uh, at Caring Criminals on Facebook Messenger, on Instagram, Twitter... Exactly, and if and if we this is a story that we think really deserves to be told, uh, we'll reach back out to you and get more information. Yeah, we would love to tell your stories. But yeah, let let's get this information out there about these terrible criminals. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. All right, bye, bye. <laughs>